Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas, as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas, with a Vegas twist of course. So let's get the show started. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's good to have you back in for another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I'm your host, Ryan Winder. I am so sorry that it's been a while. Uh, Things have been extremely busy in the life of The Vegas Therapist, both professionally and personally. Uh, Just doing a lot of things work-wise. Things have been so busy. Uh, I think so many people are in this corona fatigue and just tired of things. So that's making the mental health world busy uh, and lots of work available, which is a good thing. Um, Also, personally, I'm doing some things and and moving locations. And so that's been a lot uh, on my plate as well. So it's just been hard to put in the time to uh, get another episode out for you. And I apologize. And hopefully more consistency is on the horizon because I know with podcasting and with anything in life, you need consistency. I know people look forward to that episode each week or every 10 days or whatever it may be. And like I said, things have just kind of gotten in the way. But um, over the last month or so, I've gained some new insights, a new perspective, had some ideas for some new topics. And so I think you'll be happy with the results long-term. Today, of course, I wanted to talk about managing our discomfort. And the question really is now or later, do we deal with the discomfort now or do we try to save it till later? And really what's the best choice? Um, One of the great things about this episode is I've had a couple experiences with discomfort myself um, that I want to convey with you as we kind of go along. The first one now, the first thing that kind of came to mind when I think about this episode was when um, I was helping my family to move. Yes, the Vegas therapist is moving um, or has moved, I guess now. And so we we decided that it would be more economical um, if we load up the truck and drive it ourselves to our new location 12 hours away in a moving truck all by myself um, as opposed to paying movers, which I really wanted to do. But the expense and the difference between the two was just so vast that I figured I could do this myself. Now, what does that have to do with discomfort? Now, many of you might think I'm a baby, I'm a wussy, whatever. I don't really care. Um, in terms of that, because I just know what I felt during this trip and it was a lot of discomfort. First of all, we had the biggest truck. It was a Penske truck. Um, and the, the majority of the road that we drove was on a one lane highway to and from the destination. There was a, there was a section at the beginning, uh, coming out of Vegas that was two lanes and then, or, and then, um, a section at the end for a couple hours. It was two lanes. However, there was lots of construction on that one, which ended up being a lot of one lane stuff as well. So anyway, needless to say, one lane driving, driving a moving truck, not my comfort zone, not something I preferred to do. Uh, very stressful. It felt like the wind was constantly almost about to blow me over. Uh, constantly two hands on the wheel, stress, tight, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I would you know, take occasional breaks just to loosen up my body and to kind of relax and try to deal with the discomfort that was flowing through my body. Now, there were several times along the way 
that I was like, okay, I could just pull over and just stop. But then I was like, but then what's going to happen? I'm going to stop driving and have someone come get me, have somebody else drive. I don't really know. Uh, I don't think anybody was going to be up for that. Um, so I would just kind of push forward and keep going and realizing that I just, this is just something I had to do. Um, so one of the more challenging parts was like kind of towards the end the last hour and a half, I don't, for whatever reason, I just was kind of kept thinking, okay, you only got this amount of time, but I went for this stressful part where there's construction and we went down to one lane and there's all these cars behind me and they're kind of, I just feel their presence and I'm just getting tenser and the road was kind of crazy through the construction. And when I came out of it, I was just like, okay, I'm done. I gotta, I just, I gotta be done. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of this. It's been about 11 hours on the road and yeah, I just going to, I'm just going to pull over and be done. Um, and as I thought about that again, I just thought, okay, so once again, here you are at this crossroads where you want to just be done and not deal with this discomfort any longer, but then what's going to happen when you're done. So you're going to call your brother-in-law Brent and say, Hey, come get me and you can drive. Yeah. He's not going to want to do that. Um, or you can do what? Uh, keep going and just push through and just, you know, finish this off and, and make it happen. And I just kept thinking, no, I just really want to be done. But again, the alternative was like, what what's going to happen? What's going to be? I mean, ultimately, you know, you're going to have to finish this. Ultimately, you know, there's nobody else. You're not going to be able to pay somebody to come drive this truck for an hour uh, to get you where you need to go, you're it. And you've got to do this and you got to pull it together and you got to make it happen. And you just got to push through. Uh, so I did. So that's what I did. And that's what I ended up doing is I just pushed through and kind of what was interesting as I kind of went through that final kind of hurdle, the last 45 minutes just felt actually more comfortable. I was just like, okay, I can do this. You can do this. You've been doing this. There's no reason you can't finish this. And so just keep, keep going. And like I said, the last kind of 45 minutes was more pleasant and I just kind of let it ride and, and made it happen and managed that discomfort in a way to where it finally felt okay. And I was able to, like I said, finish the trip and get the truck to the destination. And that was that. So that's kind of my uh, experience with this whole topic of, of, or one of my experiences with this topic of, of managing our discomfort. And I got to tell you, um, it's, it's not always easy. You know, it's not always easy being able to face the discomfort that's before us. Um, and sometimes we're in that position like I was where we just have to do it. We don't really have a choice, but many times in our life, we feel like we have a choice or we feel like we don't really have to do it. And so we don't. And, you know, kind of basically what this episode is going to be about is that not, do, not doing it often is the wrong choice. Uh, often it's the more hurtful choice. Um, in fact, Stephen Hayes, who wrote the book A Liberated Mind, said, if the purpose of any coping strategy is to avoid feeling a challenging emotion or thinking an upsetting thought or to wipe out some kind of painful memory or look away from a difficult sensation, ultimately the long-term outcome will almost always be poor. In other words, avoiding or putting some 
something off as far as far as our discomfort is not really a good idea. Because I think just in the end, it ends up coming back to be stronger or worse or the situation grows or compounds. And so we're left with that. And that's kind of what's what's before us. Um, I think for me personally, I just think avoidance just delays the inevitable, the inevitability of discomfort. And the longer we avoid, the greater discomfort once we decide to deal with whatever thing is that we're trying to avoid. Unfortunately, though, I think in society, we can all agree that we become experts at putting off discomfort. And in many cases, I think it's promoted by society that we search for what makes us happy, what kind of gratifies the whole idea of instant or not only just instant gratification, but constant gratification. Um, it's kind of, and that's more of what we seek. And I think it's something that when we really look around, it can be offered to us anywhere. And so the allure of instant gratification and kind of delaying our discomfort is a difficult one. But it's also an approach when we look at kind of feeding that instant gratification, it's an approach to life that I don't believe is sustainable, nor does it really allow us to grow. Hence, I think the saying there's no growth inside the comfort zone is that we really have to kind of push ourselves into discomfort to allow ourselves to grow, to change, and to learn and experience diff difficult things. And, you know, that really does help us to grow. Um, as I was thinking about this, this episode, I thought, you know, how it's amazing to me sometimes how frequently I ex run into clients or have clients, I guess, come into the office and they have put off dealing with some type of pain or trauma for years and years, like 20 years, 30 years, 15 years, 10 years, whatever it is. Um, and they do this in order to save themselves the discomfort that comes with facing it because it's just, it's just easier, or at least that's what we tell ourselves. It's easier. We tell ourselves that the challenges of facing something are just too painful. And so we just don't do it and we find other ways to cope. And we, sometimes those ways are really not much more productive and they lead to more discomfort in, in other ways, but we still, uh, you know, continue to choose to do it. And I think when we look at some of the downsides to not facing our discomfort, there are a few things that stand out to me. Um, one, like I, I've kind of said this before, it often leads to being more stuck. So when you think about the, the analogy of digging a hole, um, the hole gets deeper. It doesn't get more shallow, you know, as we kind of not avoid or we avoid things and we don't face them. There's no relief. There's no filling in the hole. Maybe in a false sense there is because we're trying to go around it or we're trying to pretend like it's not there, but it really is just us getting deeper and more stuck in the hole. Um, obviously, because of that, then it hinders our progress. Um, we're not able to, I believe, feel as free or peaceful in life because that thing really, in some sense, is always kind of there nagging at us. Um, and it's affecting our, our decisions. It's affecting our impact. You know, I've been working with a client recently and we've been talking about some of the things in her past and, you know, and, and growing up, she, she had some, you know, dynamics in her, with her mom and her mom was an addict and oftentimes her mom would go out and just sort of leave her, um, on her own. And, and she was one that worried a lot and worried a lot about her mom and how she was doing. And also then at the same time, so she's worried about her mom, but she's also worried about this notion of being alone and kind of being left there to take care of herself and to do whatever she needed to do. And so fast forward 20 years, we're talking about different things. And this, this fear of being alone has 
impacted her in a variety of ways as far as like her decision making when she feels that discomfort of being alone she does things to avoid that or to make that not to go away and you know some of those things are fine um they're not necessarily destructive but they've in some sense created also codependency on on others or other things in order to help her to not feel that similar feeling of being alone. So some of the things that we don't deal with, um, maybe they're more subtle, maybe we don't necessarily always realize that we're doing them, but yet they have their way of impacting us. Um, so when you think about some of these things that maybe some of the more obvious ones too, so there's that example, I mean, that's something that definitely comes from our past and something, you know, behavior that we develop as a result of not dealing with some of that discomfort. I mean, other things are like health and exercise. Obviously, it's uncomfortable getting up, going to the gym, you know, pushing our bodies, trying to get them to do things that maybe it doesn't always want to do. But, you know, we can deal with that discomfort um, of getting up and going to the gym. Or we can potentially deal with the long-term discomfort of health issues, you know, health issues that maybe come as a result of, of not staying healthy, of not doing, taking care of our bodies, of treating our bodies negatively. Um, so that's, that's a, you know, deal with the discomfort now or a greater discomfort later. Uh, parenting is another one that comes to mind. There's parenting discomfort. You know, we often don't like to deal with the con with, with, with things like consequences for our kids or enforcing them follow through, especially when our kids don't respond well to it or to the consequences that we give them. Um, you know, the battle, you know, I, I guess as parents is that we're battling our discomfort of getting consequences and, or giving consequences and the, cons the, the discomfort that our kids get from getting them, as well as our discomfort of maintaining the boundaries around those consequences. Sometimes that can be very difficult uh, for parents to do and to maintain those, those enforcements. Um, but again, long-term discomfort Lack of enforcement, lack of follow through can lead to more and more problematic behaviors with our kids, which only entails more and more discomfort because then we have to raise the stakes and keep going and keep, you know, finding ways to maybe uh, deal with what is going on before us. Um, finally, uh, another example of discomfort can just be with dealing some type of letdown or mistake in our life. You know, I know my, in my last episode, I referred to Dak Shepard and his relapse and everything that went along with that. And in some ways, that was another example of not wanting to deal with discomfort in your life, not wanting to take something on and just, you know, uh, deal with it, deal with whatever the discomfort is by, you know, telling people and being out with it and knowing that they might disappoint it and knowing that, um, you know, you could lose maybe sponsors or friends or whatever it was that he f was worried about and just be able to, you know, kind of get over that hump and, get to the other side of, of, of that and feel less bombarded of discomfort. Um, I think one of the things, obviously, when we talk about, when I talk about discomfort, I think about Brene Brown and how she has highlighted uh, a few areas in particular that, of course, um, cause us discomfort and a desire to avoid. And that is the two words, vulnerability and uncertainty. And the thing about vulnerability and uncertainty is they require us to often take on a great deal of discomfort. And much of that discomfort comes 
as a result from the unknown or the lack of control in an outcome. And I think the one thing about that is that we have to, we often have to predict what will happen uh, if we step outside the comfort zone or we want to be able to predict those things. We want to know that things will be okay or that they'll work out in the way that we want them to work out. And unfortunately, we just don't, don't always know. And that's what vulnerability and uncertainty is all about is that there is an unknown, there is unknowns in things and there is uh, uncertainty. And there's times when we can't predict whether something's going to be effective or not or work out in the way that we want it to do. And, and that's not what those things are about. As Brene Brown says, we must lean into the discomfort of vulnerability and uncertainty and just work our way through it. Um, and really, again, it's like one of those things like driving that truck, just like sometimes there's just no other way. We just have to lean into it and deal with it and push to the end. Um, I think another important part or part element or another important element to, to managing um, or working through our discomfort is as kind of Brene Brown says that when we lose our tolerance for discomfort, we also lose joy. And so you might think, well, what does that, what does that mean? Or what is that exactly saying? And I think to me, it has a lot to do with the numbing that goes on with our discomfort. And if we block out discomfort, uh, you know, we may want to numb ourselves from feeling that. And if we follow that path, we just end up numbing all of our feelings, not just the ones that we don't want to feel or the bad ones, but we kind of say goodbye to joy as well. And so that ends up being a repercussion or maybe an unforeseen consequence as a result of numbing and trying to get away or escape the discomfort. So ultimately, when we dive into dealing with our discomfort now, it's much better than delaying it or avoiding it. And yes, it may be difficult, but the benefits will be well, well worth it. And, you know, again, I, a couple things really quick and not to, I don't want this to sound like a break session on me because I, I, there's definitely discomfort in my life. I'm going to give you two examples. One, one discomfort that I'm embracing right now, I'm doing the 75 day hard challenge. Um, partly because of just the way my schedule is right now. I have some time. My family's living up in Meridian, Idaho right now where we're moving to. And I'm still in Vegas doing work and I'll be here for a couple months. And so I'm just taking that time to, to take on a new challenge and to try to do something more difficult. And, and, and so I'm kind of embracing that one because one, it feels good. Well, not always good to do all the workouts and different things like that, but it feels good to be accomplishing something and to be productive. And the nice thing is, is that discomfort is leading to some benefits that I'm being able to see in a short period of time because it is such an intense thing. So that discomfort is one that is paying dividends in a quick amount of time, both just with the way I feel. I feel good. Surprisingly, with doing a couple works out, out a day and some different things that it requires you. Um, I actually, like I said, feel pretty good about things. Um, so that short maybe discomfort was kind of overrun by the fact that, hey, this just kind of feels nice. And like I said, you kind of get to see some results pretty quickly. So that's one discomfort that I would say that I'm enjoying. Another one that I'm not so much enjoying, the one that's kind of got me, and it's, this really has a lot to do with vulnerability and uncertainty, is kind of taking this step out and this adventure with our family has really put me on the spot and kind of put I guess had me kind of put my money where my mouth is as far as things I'm telling you, um, especially with vulnerability and uncertainty. I don't really know 
what the outcome is going to be with our move. You know, I feel like things will be good. I feel like things will be successful. But right now I have a really good practice in Vegas and it's hard to leave that. And even though some of my clients are moving with me and, and I'll have new opportunities in, in where we're moving in Idaho, uh, there's still, there's still a lot of uncertainty. Nothing's a guarantee. Nothing's a guarantee that, you know, my clients that have said that they'll come with me a couple weeks in, will be like, yeah, we don't really like this telehealth thing and we're piecing out. So there's just a lot of uncertainties and, uh, you know, kind of like on a day in day out basis, those are just kind of looming for me as I get closer to the time when I'm going to make the move and, and make that jump. And so it's just trying to, again, lean into that and trust in yourself and trust in your skills and everything around you and the people and the support. And sometimes you just, like I said, you just got to let go and just let it all happen and do what you know how to do, which is I know how to work. I know how to um, build a practice. Um, I know how to uh, help people. And so I just got to trust that those things are going to be things that people are going to want wherever I'm at. And, um, but I, I will tell you, it's definitely tested my, my management of discomfort with vulnerability and uncertainty. And like I said, I, the, the, the good thing about that is that it will also give me an opportunity to grow and not to say that I was, I feel like I was being stagnant there or here in Vegas, but this has definitely challenged me in a different way. And, uh, it's definitely helping me to, to grow and to learn more about myself, maybe learn some things where I was stuck or maybe where I wasn't facing some things. And so that, that will be a good thing long-term for me as I also, I think it's good because I'm going to show my kids that they can do things like that, that they can do hard things, that they can, um, have confidence in themselves and their abilities, regardless of where they're at in their lives and that they'll be able to see that and see that, um, you know, sometimes you just got to trust what you feel inside and, and go with it in spite of everything saying, Hey, don't do it. You know, why would you leave a good practice? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? And the reality is sometimes that's not what it's about. Sometimes it's about other things that you feel inside that are pulling you somewhere and you just feel like I got to do this, you know, and the, some things don't add up or the way that society measures things doesn't necessarily make sense, but it makes sense to us in our heart and in our gut and in, in, in what we know. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that part. And, and like I said, for the opportunity I have to, to, to show people and to show my family, um, a good example for that. And, uh, like I said, lots of good things can come out of facing our discomfort and dealing with it. And especially dealing with Un- vulnerability and uncertainty with things that that maybe are difficult for us and so that's what I wanted to kind of put out there for everyone today was let's try to manage our discomfort in a more effective way not push it off till later but let's just face it now and because you know it's kind of like driving that truck we can I mean sometimes it's just like what else are we going to do if we don't deal with it now it's just going to be waiting there. I mean, that, that truck was just going to be waiting there for me. You know, if I pull over the side of the road and call somebody to come get me, eventually I got to go back to that truck and drive it back there. So it's just going to be waiting for me. And that's kind of what the stuff in our, the pain that we've experienced, it's just, it's there waiting for us. You know, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's just waiting. And, and I think, um, we need to maybe do ourselves the favor and start to deal with it. So on that note, 
hey, I'm open. If you uh, want to reach out to me uh, for some coaching or for, for some therapy, and now I'm licensed in Idaho, Nevada, um, please feel free to do so. Uh, you won't be you won't be disappointed if you do that. Uh, but most of all, let's let's look at kind of where that can be in our lives, where we need to look at the discomfort that may be lingering. Um, and maybe some things that we put off that we shouldn't be putting off anymore. Um, also, too, just remember, you can go to the uh, Apple iTunes, subscribe to the show, also give it a rating and review. Don't forget to do that. I know many of you have been listening for a while, but just haven't had the chance to do that. So please, if you can, give it a review, rate the show. I, I really do appreciate that stuff. It really does boost its visibility to others. Um, also, too, you can join the Facebook group, Ryan Ryan Winder, Las Vegas, or the Vegas Therapist Podcast group on Facebook. And again, I try to do some things on there with articles and different things and topics. Um, so you can follow that and be a part of that as well, part of the the people that are on there and, and, and just see what people have to say about the different topics as well. Also, you can email me at thevegastherapist at gmail.com if you have a specific question or want a specific topic to have talked about on the show. I'm definitely open to that as well. You can also reach out to me on the Facebook group pages and do that also too. So anyway, it was good to ha- good to be back. Good to have an episode out and I'll definitely be making more of an effort to get them out more consistently. Like I said, just a lot been going on in the Vegas uh, therapist world these days. Uh, so I appreciate your patience and look forward to talking to you again soon. This is the Vegas Therapist. Until next time, have a good one.